you a hater. I don't know. Anyway, go for it. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that is so. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. And I am joined by three people that I truly do love with all my heart uh, in this building today. So we got a we got a fun episode planned. It's going to get deep. I don't know like where it's going to go. They may crucify me by the end of this. I don't know. But I'm going to go ahead and introduce the team. <laughs> so first, we have... Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. We have... Um, from like she's a blog writer, she's a podcaster now. She's about to be two podcasts deep. Miss Bonnie is in the building. What's going on? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in the shine beautifully. Absolutely. And then we also have the one who gets your chakras aligned while twerking on tables. Miss Christian Brianna is in the building. What's going on? Hi, y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> then. The lovely, the the another author in the building, uh, the author of Naked, and somebody who will get your shit right because she will punch people. I've seen her hands, like her knuckles are big. Uh, we got, <laughs> got Miss Queen Queen Poison Tanisha's in the building. What's going on? Sorry, first of all, you're not gonna tell these lies on me this early. Look, I'm <laughs> see, I'm looking at your hands right now. Your knuckles are big. But I'm like, it's chill out. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh my God! Why is he like this? I don't know. Hey, I'm excited to have you guys all on one episode. So it is what it is. Sue me. Um, <laughs> so we have <laughs> we have a few different topics planned today. The title of this episode is going to be the unintended emotional terrorism. And this one, fellas, if you're listening, I they're going to give it to us on this one. And I'm just I just have to sit here and just deal with it. Fuck it. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the first topic that we have for today for the, for today is how do women deal with being the safe place for a man emotionally while also making sure that their emotional well-being is being taken care of and considered <clears throat> no, any volunteers for this one for because I, I i feel like all three of you guys have a rant prepared for this one so who wants to go first I, i'll go first Uh-oh. um as women we're taught to be nurturers but as far as being a safe space, that's kind of like a trial and error thing. You kind of test the water, see how it works out, but you have to understand that all people are diff- different. All men are different. People are adaptable. And sometimes you learn from what your parents show you, but like I said, mostly it's trial and error. It's like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it backfires horribly. Um, sometimes you get the stigma of the ride or die where mm. you're expected to take all this BS, all this trauma, all this hurt, all this pain and coddle the person you're with. You're supposed to make them feel better, but no one teaches you how to take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is deemed as being selfish. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. Anybody want to piggyback off that? Uh, yeah, I have something right on top of that. Okay. So I think what we forget as especially women is we forget to break down the walls that we hold ourselves in. Like we really like just as, and just as human beings, really, we are not transparent with ourselves enough. So we create those toxic behaviors within ourselves to not even know who we are inside. And so until we tear down those walls, <laughs> we're not able to provide anything safe for ourselves emotionally or mentally. And then that transfers out externally to our relationships and all of that. So we need to make sure that we are being honest with ourselves, even seeing the deep, darkest sides of ourselves, because once we see those dark sides, we can embrace it as part of who we are. And then we can just let go and fully be able to provide a safe place for ourselves and thus provide a safe place for our partners. That's a bar. Uh, that, that drop the mic and walk away. You just you killed that one. Uh, that that was good. So, Bonnie, I have a question for you. So, with 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 like break down your walls. How 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 do how do we get to that point? How how do women get to that point? And how can as the man like trying to learn from this? Like, what can we do to help? Because I feel like in, even like in, in looking at me. I maybe tried to force people in the past to break down their walls without really taking the time to understand why the walls were there. So, so how do we avoid that? Um, honesty. To I think with uh, that is what it boils down to. Honesty. We are not honest enough with ourselves. We just like to see the good parts of ourselves. We ignore the other sides of ourselves. So we actually need to just open ourselves up and look deeper and once we get to that point where we're just we're just honest that that's really what it all boils down to um now for me personally i've i've had to take care of myself mentally emotionally physically since i was little you know i'm the oldest in my family and just the way my family dynamics were i had to learn to do that on my own because i knew no one could take care of me so i had to learn with the mental illness i've, sh I've struggled with over the years I've learned to let go of those barriers and to push them away and to really know who I am. And that way, when I am, when I'm in a relationship, I'm able to be honest about my needs and what I need. And then that way it transfers over to him as well, where he sees, he sees those barriers are down. So he feels like it's a safe place to let his barriers go down too. That I don't know what to say. You, you just, I'm speechless. That's awesome. That 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 is awesome, uh, Christian. I know we we kind of have just taken over from you. So your opportunity. What, what what where's your mind at with this? I can't be nobody's peace if I'm at war with myself. Mm. Period. Like that's what that boils down to. If I'm consistently dealing with something that's within me and I'm not safe with my damn self, how am I a safe space for you? I'm dealing with my own mess, my own drama, my own beef, my own insecurities. And then I'm supposed to allow you to come here and to to pile on to that. Because then at that point, I'm not even dealing with what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with you and me. Yeah. And how, how does that equate to anything that, that's overall healthy? So now it ain't a safe space. It's a war zone. Ooh. And you and I are, are now at, at really at, at beef with each other. Like little do we know 
everything becomes a tiff. Everything becomes a fallout. Everything becomes uh, an insecurity between the both of us. It just doesn't happen. I look at pouring into a person as depositing, like the way that we trust ourselves with our money. If what I'm taking from is like my checkings and I don't have shit in my savings, all this shit is going to deplete. And we're going to be bankrupt as a motherfucker. And we just, we're, it's not going to be any good to our situation here. It, there's no boundary there. Nothing set. We're, we're, we're going to be in a midst of turmoil if I don't have me together before I can even remotely try to assist you with what you have going on. Now, I'm, I just so you can elaborate, because I, I understand, because me and you have had conversations like this before, where you're going with this. But I know people are going to listen and think, all right, so you're saying that you have to be 100% together before you get into a relationship. Expound on that for anyone who has that question, please. So nobody is saying that you have to be 100% together and saying that, like, all your roles are, you know, coordinated, like your finances, your your lifestyle, all that. The thing is, is that at times we will get into a relationship with a person and not have the bare minimum. Mm. Your bare minimum is not together. Nobody should come in with anything extra. I always say that I love people with the residual of what I have left of loving me. So I have to be able to cover me with the bare minimum. I have to have a certain amount in my account at all times for me to know that no matter what, I'm good. If I take from that, I'm now dipping into something that I have to replenish and you're good. But now I'm upset with you because in the event that you're not able to pour back into me or able to deposit back into me, I'm looking at you funny. So the bare minimum, at minimum, the bare, and when I say the bare minimum, you need to have a job or a career. If you're self-employed, something that is gifting you financial stability, you need to be financially stable. Do not depend on your partner to pay your bills. You need to have your mindset together. If, if you know for a fact that you fucked up in the head, you need to be in some type of counseling and overall, just in who you are, knowing that you have some type of self-identity. Do not allow a person to come in and define who you are as an individual. They can be an accessory to everything that you have going on. But if you don't know who you be on your own, when I ask you, who are you, who you be, if you cannot answer me, you do not need a partner. And that, my people, is why she is a motivational speaker. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> any anyone have any thoughts about anything Christian just said that they want to add to it? I kind of have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is what is considered a safe space that is a good question to be honest I think that's up to the determination of the couple like in order for a person to feel safe there has to be a certain level of and it's really an overused term now stability right but that's important so I feel like in order to understand what safe is that means that i should be able to come to you and know that whatever i come to you with you not ready to be like oh you fucked up mm. like it should be enough for you to be like we're gonna get through this together or this is how you're gonna work this out this is how i'm going to help you through this process here but not never within that safe space should that person judge you or deal with you the way that they do handle you in in a light that's not healthy so I think safe is really all within definition of the couple, but the universal term is just an overall level of understanding that when I come to you and no matter what it is that I come to you with, you not right, raise your eyebrow at me like, oh no. You can be honest and tell the person that you don't have the capability to to deal with it right now because you're not strong enough to deal with it. But as 
them being a safe space, even if they come to you and you can't deal with it right now, that judgment that a lot of people pass without understanding that they're passing judgment, that does not make for a safe space. And I, I think I look at it as like the safe place being where you can be vulnerable, you can be conflicted, you can be yeah. upset. Like as men, we have the habit of pouring all that into our women. So when I formed the question of safe place, that was where my mindset was, is that you, you guys being the place where like the, the man can drop all the weight from the world on. But then again, when it's your time to drop that on us, we say you guys are being emotional or we say, oh, it ain't that big of a deal because we don't know how to pro we may know we even us unloading emotion. It takes a level of like it takes us time to get there. But then knowing how to process someone else's emotions, it like a lot of us aren't emotionally mature enough to really be able to deal with that. So I feel like we often aren't that aren't able don't have the capacity to be that same safe place for you guys that you often are for us. And even like I picked this panel because and I, I had this question like you guys have individually been my safe place or my place to go when I'm stressed at times. So I have the I pose the question. This is call me out. Have I have I have you guys been my safe place and I not been able to be that for you guys ever? Mm -hmm. No, not in my opinion. No. And the only reason why I say that is because I have the habit of asking how a person is before I pour anything onto them, because I, I need to know whether or not you're in a place to even be able to take this right now. So if you're asking me, because there are times where you, you can like, you'll tell me like, you feel me? I feel like something is going on. I feel like, you know, you, you feeling something right now. Like, you know, me, be honest with me in those moments, you're admitting to me through that question that you're able to handle this right now, or at least that's what you're portraying. So I have to take, you at your word and trust you at your word like yo yeah he got me so i can pour into you now i can i can dump this on you like and it really be like me dumping <laughs> like really letting go um but i think that that's it like no you've never you've never been not a, like you've never not been able to be the safe space because i always make sure that you're in a certain position to handle what it is that i'm coming to you with. and you've never looked at me funny for the shit that i've come to you with and i also don't feel like i've ever really come to you with shit that's like eternally heavy i feel like it's been some heavy shit but you've always been more than enough to be honest well, that's because i worry about the outside world with you i'm I worried you're gonna blow some shit up but um, what about you tanisha seems like you 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 that question kind of threw you for a loop like give me your honest answer i wouldn't say that i don't see you as a safe space but you know with me communication is a big thing and with our personal relationship as friends it it bugs me sometimes when I want to just have a conversation and pick your brain. But a lot of times because of podcasting, because of personal life, you tend to be unavailable or I feel like I'm left on red. And some days that does hurt my feelings, but I have to learn not to take it personally because you take on a lot. That's fair. And I apologize to you for that. And that's something that I'm really learning to do and is, is to, be there for for the people around me like i often am i'm i'm like i'm almost always there when it's like something creative or somebody needs help with this or someone needs help with that but I, I do sometimes lose sight of just saying hey what's going on how was your day what stressed you out are you okay was work bad like and that's something that i know i need to work on because i'm not i i i, I lack in that so i appreciate you for being honest with that i, I appreciate that feedback because yeah, the other day you texted me back mad fast and i swear i thought like somebody had your phone like i I didn't know no. what the fuck was going on. Yeah, but I was being pranked. I'm like, yo, somebody got this man's phone. He ain't never answered back this fast ever in life. 
I think the longest it's ever taken him to respond to a text message of mine is like five hours. And I was like, oh, he's over it. Like, I don't even know. I think I don't even remember what I asked him. I was like, oh, he's he's fucking over it. This conversation's done. No, I'll text him good morning and he might text good morning back. And then when I say, how are you? I'm, you I'm nothing, not right? Nothing. Until tomorrow or see him on the timeline. That's when oh. this is going to happen. <laughs> he won't oh. respond on the timeline. Mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna get it. I knew I was gonna get it. Um, <laughs> Don't ask for it if you wasn't gonna expect it. You right. You right. You right. Something that you mentioned uh, though, off me. I, I'm taking that criticism. I'm gonna fix. It. I'm not even gonna talk about it. I'll, I'll show. I'll show not tell. So that we're gonna leave it at that. Um, but you better. <laughs> so <laughs> it was on the. It was on the list, and you mentioned it when you uh, gave your answer about the safe place is when being the down chick hurts you like you mentioned being looked at as as being the down and i knew when i put this question on here that it was gonna it was gonna trigger some people um but the question is 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 at what point um no matter the value you see in someone is it time to cut ties in regards to the emotional weight come on give it to me come on okay so i recently did an episode with bj right Uh and I'm going to say it again. If at any point, metaphorically, you're being shot at, but I'm the one getting hit, it's time for me to dip. There is no reason on God's green earth why I have to keep jumping in front of these bullets for you because you're not strong enough to handle it. One time, maybe. Another time, okay. It's happening every now and then, all right. But every time, every time I turn around, something is consistently happening and you seem to be the issue. And now I'm the one you're, you're projecting it onto me. Like it's, it's now my fault somehow, or or it's happening with you, but you can't take accountability for anything else that's going on in your situation. That, that hurts more than anything when it comes down to it, it hurts like hell when you're dealing with a person and you are his rock, like you are what's keeping him together. And then he has the nerve to project on to you like you not sitting up here literally taking these hits for him or my absolute favorite when you find out at the end of the day that you're not the only person taking hits not Mm. only am i being shot at metaphorically you got a hundred other people standing in line with you not gonna happen i don't ever want to be a man's favorite not never i'm not getting ready to sit up here and be this down chick and you got 50 other down chicks with you not getting ready to happen. I'm either getting ready to be the only person in this battle with you, and you got a couple homegirls ready to stand guard, a couple sisters, maybe even your mom. But what I'm not ready to sit up here and do is be your favorite chick out of 50 because you got your own shit going on. Not going to happen. Mm. Not going to happen. Not never in a million years. Again, this is this is why she's a speaker. Um, you going to stop leaving me speechless on this damn podcast this week. Uh yeah. Queen, you got anything to say in regards to Christian's response and also the um the question in general? Okay, in regards to Christian, like my edges, I want them back. <laughs> <laughs> she give me every time, every time I talk to her. I, I got to put her on mute sometimes because she comes from <laughs> my edges and I need to keep them. <laughs> um, as far as the down chick situation. I've been through that, my my last relationship. Um, like I said, some of y'all know, I was dealing with someone who was battling cancer. So I can't, I won't even say accidentally, because I stood with him willingly, and I decided to love him unconditionally. 
But with that situation, I don't know if I was emotionally ready for mm. it. Because not only was it him battling cancer, it was a long-distance situation. So it was a lot to take on emotionally. And there was a lot of times where I became the safe space because he didn't have the confidence or the affirmations to hold himself up. Mm-hmm. So I, like you mentioned, Christian, with the whole depositing emotions and treating it like money, I keep depositing, depositing, and then I'm overdrafting on myself. And it was a real heavy situation. And he left. He left me. Like I said, I was overdrawn and I had to kind of like sit back and get back to me and kind of figure out, okay, where I'm at right now, how do I get back to where I need to be? So the whole down chick thing is, it kind of makes me upset because people say that's what you're supposed to be, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It leaves you hot and dry every time because they expect you to take on all this responsibility and all this pain, but you don't get any reward out of it. He don't never marry the down chick. Not never. Not never. No. She don't never get the ring. You don't never marry the down chick. You marry the, the pretty chick. You marry the one that's, 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 she not even dying with you. She just riding with you. She just look cute. You, you, you deal with the co-star. You don't never deal with your leading lady. Not never to the, what? Never it's, it's, it's almost like it's the, the growing pain and they help you to become better for the person that comes after the Exactly. And, and I think that's, I'm done raising yeah. grown ass men. Well, damn. Um, that situation like just blows my mind t like just honestly it just you were down plus some like let's just let's just be real because there are a lot of people who aren't going to deal with cancer especially in a long distance situation like i can only imagine the weight the emotional weight of being caring about someone who's going through that and not being around you and then at the end of all that they leave like so how how did how did you rebuild yourself? Because I can imagine that like you basically had to start from the ground up. So it started with me consuming myself with work because at the time that I was going through that, I was working two jobs. So I consumed myself with work to keep my mind busy. I wouldn't date, still haven't dated. And that's how Naked got born. It was basically me sitting there and writing out every emotion, every feeling that I had until I sat there and learned to forgive this man, even though it was points and times I didn't feel he was worthy of forgiveness and redemption. And it was a point in the healing stage that I got an apology that I wasn't even expecting. Like, that's all I ever wanted out of the situation for him to just come back and be like, I'm sorry, you didn't deserve that. That's all I wanted. And I got that. And it kind of screwed me up for a minute because... You know, you never expect to get an apology. Mm-hmm. You like, you know, well, he should have did this. He should have did that. He could have did this. He could have did that. But you don't expect the actual manifestation of an apology. So we sat down. We had a talk. And I told him that I forgave him. And it, it shook him up because he wasn't expecting for me to say that. But, um, yeah, it was a lot to take on. It, it's, it still hurts to talk about, but... The more I talk about it, the better I feel. Like the first poem that's in the book is called Point Blank. And that's completely about him. Like the very second I felt 
when I knew that relationship was over. Mm. I compared it to the trauma of being shot. Wow. I'm I'm mad. Like I'm I'm upset for you right now, and that's like, wow. I love you. Yeah, I love we, you. Yeah, I love like you I love you. Love you. <laughs> I love you guys too. So what you see now is it, it took some work, it's but still... it looks so good, girl. It looks so fucking good, girl. It looks good, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, Bonnie. Now, since you're back, like I know you kind of jumped in there, and I hope we didn't we didn't catch you off guard or overwhelm you. Um, but we're on the 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 when being a down down chick uh, hurts you uh, portion of the show, and I, I specifically wanted I really wanted to answer and get your uh, answer on this on this question because I know your your upbringing is different than ours, and like like you, and the culture that you grew up is different. So like, what I feel like the expectations for women are even kind of more so with the way that you were brought up then in our culture. So what, what I, I'm sorry to just kind of throw it on you, but like, what, what's your perspective of like being the down chick and like, at what point in a relationship do you know when it's time to just cut the weight? That is, it's hard to know exactly um, because of the way so many pressures were put on me growing up, just as being a woman in my culture and everything and just, the way that I am is just very different. And so it's a lot of men don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> and so it causes a lot of, they'll have a lot of expectations of me and they don't really understand who I really am, even though I try to explain it <laughs> with, you know, everything I deal with. And so it's just, they push a lot on you without giving anything back. And so and, and they don't really, a lot of the men I've been in relationships with, they don't understand how to give back mm-hmm. either. So, you know, they don't, it's hard to explain to them, help them understand what I really need. And then it's almost like they're blocked off emotionally because of how they're raised as well. So it's having to remove those blocks that we are both put on both men and women to just set that aside and really let all that emotional and toxic behaviors go. So I'm not going to lie, I haven't heard a lot, but um, (laughs) because a lot of men just see me as someone to just use and throw away because I'm a complication. So it's, it's not worth the work basically. So they just want the easy, simple way out, not take the work and dedication to being with me is, is different. So it's, it's not easy having to always be treated like that. Um, so I really have to like put myself out there and really just say what I need and what I expect as well when they put that on me, you know, because I don't want to keep getting hurt you know, at the same time, I got to protect myself as well. Absolutely. I love you. Cause I, you, I can like see it in your face that you felt that. Like, yeah. I love you. Have you, have do you like along that process, have you learned to weed out the people who like, I don't know how to work, how I want to work. Like, have you learned how to, I guess how to discern like who really has interest and who just wants the easy and the simple? Yeah. Okay. It's taken it's taken a lot of experience <laughs> and a lot of pain to get to that point, but I can now I'm to the point where I can sense I can I can look I can look behind the mask that they put up 
and kind of see, is it being genuine that they actually want to be with me or are they just looking for the easy way? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, so absolutely. Hayes, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm asking you to be the representation for men right now, right? But because right now you're the only man here. Okay. So the question is, so you're asking us, when is it time after, I guess, like being the bottom chick, like when it becomes too much for us to walk away, how do, as a man, how do you decide that she's going to be your bottom chick? Mm. Like what qualifies her to be the one that, because like, and I'm speaking from like our cultural standpoint, like this is the one that you go through shit with. Like, how do you determine even in the midst of like, let's say you're dealing with like, let's say you're dealing with two females at one time. How do you determine that this is your bottom chick? This going to be the one that you roll with. If I can Not even your girl. You. I'm talking about your bottom chick. If I can cry around you. Okay. If I, if I can't come and I can't be that open wound and cry, then no. Nah. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's a, that's acceptable? a, okay. no, that's like the most honest answer I've ever received to that question. No, I definitely appreciate you for that. All right, cool. Um, any, anything left on like this and the emotional weight and Bonnie, I, um, I want to say this to you. Um, like don't ever feel like you're a burden. And and honestly, it seems like you're like, you're, you're, you've realized your value and your, and your place, but like, some people, some people will take the imitation crab meat because they don't want to deal with having to crack the shell. Does that, and I know that sounds like a corny ass analogy, but no, we'll, that's we'll real talk. though. Because I'm like, from Maryland, that just offended the hell out yeah, of me. Sorry. Like, so, and and the thing is that you 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 have to know your worth, and I I I get it, and I like everybody wants to be wanted, but at the end of the day, like it's not it's not worth it. And you've come through so much, just me knowing you. Like you you've come through so much to where. Don't waste your damn time. Fuck them. I'll say it because I know you won't. You're too nice. Fuck them. Hmm. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> so this next topic that we have, um, I just found this one was interesting. So like I have a question on here about uh, society and, and why do we put more importance on the physical rather than the character of a person? Um, and so in doing that i kind of like did my research i actually put on my my awakened soul bag and 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 researched this so in 2018 there were five thousand people who were polled and they asked the qualities that they look for in men and women both romantically and platonically in every response for women beauty was a top three quality sought after in women so that meant even if they just even if it was women who answered this about women who they wanted to be friends with beautiful women men wanted to be with beautiful women like it it seemed like in this that it's all about beauty not just not just men because i know you guys are going to give it to the men but it seemed like even women want to be surrounded with other beautiful women rather than have an ugly friend what do you think about that we're gonna let christian have a minute because i feel I, I i want that to brew sit on that for a minute uh bonnie i'm gonna come back to you first on this one what do you think about that um it's always been like that in society throughout the ages beauty has always been the number one thing that people look for and the problem with that is 
or forgetting that there's a person behind that face. There's a human being with thoughts and feelings, heart and soul. And when we focus too much on the physical appearance, we lose sight of what's really important. Mm. And that there's a lot of beautiful souls out there that don't necessarily have the, you know, what society would call beauty. And so we're losing sight. You know, we see it everywhere. We see pictures and videos of just, especially like as a woman, I look at all these pictures of all these women and I'm like, I am nothing close to that. Nothing. And so it's it's really hard because it's hard not to compare yourself to what you're surrounded Mm-hmm. by every single day in social media and everywhere you go there's so much focus on on the physical appearance and not as much focus on what's in the heart and in the mind absolutely and like and i feel like as women like often like we judge your value almost initially off your appearance rather than like and not even knowing that like some of the most beautiful people have sucky ass mental health mm like and, part right there. And, and and it's ridiculous um but what do you guys feel about that queen you want to mean what size i am no matter how i look to be okay with that like i'm beautiful the way i am i surround my, myself with people who see the same ideals as me so the following is a whatever break. society has to say it it doesn't really apply to me because they're going to say what they want to say anyway whether i do good bad right or wrong is always going to be a stigma it's always going to be a box that i have to be pushed into or i have to check so like i said i could give a shit less so me what matters most is how you look on the inside because i've seen plenty of beautiful people who are dumb and who have really bad attitudes and who are ugly and I don't know what on the inside. Mm. Hmm. See a way that I'm dealing That's that's deep. What about you? Go ahead, Christian. Let me tell y'all something, okay? Because y'all some fine motherfuckers here. All right. So that's <laughs> first. Okay. Second of all, no, I think the the biggest thing or like my biggest beef with society wanting so bad for people to look good is that now everybody looks alike. So that's my biggest beef. People are fucked up mentally. And then these fucked up people go and get their bodies modified. These fucked up people go and get Botox in their skin. These fuck because they're trying to fit a certain standard of life. I don't want to look like anybody else. And the people that are really fucked up, like really fucked up in the head, are so easily influenced that that type of shit happens. So because I don't have my own way of thinking, because I don't know what it is to be me, because I don't know what it is to accept who the hell I am and what I come with, because this is what was given to me genetically, I have to go off and look like somebody else who's getting the praise and admiration that I'm looking for, not realizing that the praise and admiration from everybody ain't what you cut out for. You don't want everybody's eyes on you. You don't. That type of attention does not do well for a person. You can't handle that mentally. Even if it's all positive attention, a person cannot deal with all that at one time. You're not cut out for it. So you're not meant to look like everybody else. I'd be damned. I'm not going to get nothing cut, shaved, none of that. The lance, none of that. Because this is who I am. This is what came with me. I'm trying to die with this. Like, this is it. When I part from this earth, everything that I came with is what I'm trying to lead with the fact is though so many people are unattractive internally it's starting to reflect externally and that's why people are looking for pretty people because granted you fucked up in your soul but you look like something so I can at least be around you and social media is so prominent nowadays in society that you gotta look good in these photos 
examples. These likes gotta be something. So mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you look like, but we're gonna take this picture together and it's gonna get my likes up. Because the more that my likes are up, the more the, the popularity. And the more popular I am, the better that it is because I'm looking to be accepted by everybody, not understanding yet again that all this attention ain't for you. And at the end of the day, people only know you from what's behind the screen. When they really get to know you, you ain't even on shit. So let's be real. You're not cut out for that's not what you cut out for. That's why the people that I surround myself with look like they do. I don't care if like half your fucking teeth missing. Like, what is your soul like? That's what I care about. Mm. And I will defend the ugly motherfucker. Like, really, like real talk. I will defend my friend. Like, if my friend looks like a booger wolf, like real talk, but she or he is about something like within standard, I'm gonna defend them at all costs because you don't know shit about that struggle. Like, you don't know what it's like and to be honest some real funny looking people be the most confident so like they really the people that you need to ride with like real talk but that's what it really boils down to the fact is though the standard of life has now changed because more people look at what it is from the outside world to like them than the people that are really around them and those people are who count that's my beef all right well damn um again this is why (laughs) she's a motivational speaker um (laughs) So, uh, I, I mean, we kind of touched on everything there. I, I have this question here just uh, so that we can talk about it. Like, what is your biz- biggest physical insecurity and how have you or are you in the process of learning how to overcome it? I'm fine as fuck, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I think it like at one point it was like my acne. Like that was a big thing. Like cause I've had acne since I was a kid. Um, that was big for me. But then when I realized like people gonna throw dick at you like regardless i just was like oh fuck it then like right out yeah we've talked about that yeah. on, i think the first episode of best friends talking show was on with you so that makes sense t what about you um i have two so growing up i've always been big but then i always realized like because i'm big and i'm cute still gonna pull dudes anyway so that mm. kind of works out in favor and then you know apparently fat girls are a thing so um also i have eczema so my level of eczema is not really scaly it's more the hyperpigmentation aspect of it so it kind of looks like a birthmark and it's like sporadic so i have it like on my shoulders and around my torso and i have like spots of it on my um chest and back so like unless you're really looking for it you're not really going to notice it and like growing up as a kid like kids used to pick fun at me so bad about it they were like what is that you had chicken pox or something what's that and I was like it's a birthmark and they were like oh okay and they would leave it alone but it doesn't itch it doesn't look gross or anything like I said it just looks like hyperpigmentation so mm. like people will touch it it feels like smooth skin but yeah girl you're real smooth <laughs> shut up yeah I'm done with y'all um <laughs> <laughs> but then it got me it still hasn't stopped the show it still hasn't stopped me as a person it's just you know a minor thing that of course you know I throw some shea butter or some baby oil gel I'm alright yeah that's what's up Bonnie what about you um yeah so I deal with rosacea if you know what that is I um, do not <laughs> you don't so I do, yeah. <laughs> it's basically red patches on my face okay so um, growing up that I got really teased really bad for that um, because people thought it was being burnt. My skin was burnt all the time. Okay. And I was just born that way. So 
so now like I've been a lot better. Like, you know, I can go to the gym without makeup on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, most times I do not go out of the house without covering it up because it's so, you know, people are so cruel about it. So, you know, it just, it's something I'm working on, but it's, you know, when people think, you know, are always asking you what's wrong with your skin when it's just, it's just part of who you are and you were born that way. You know, there's nothing you can do to change it. That is a fact. Well, I want to reaffirm that it doesn't like the thing is, and the reason why I picked all three of you for this panel is that you guys are some of the sweetest and most uplifting people that I know, period, point blank. So like I want it's important that I wanted to see what you guys struggle with, because at the end of the day, that doesn't affect your beauty. That doesn't affect the value that you guys added to to people's lives around you through your creative like through your writing christian through your podcast bonnie through your writing and your podcast as well and i know what you have coming down the 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 pipeline like i think that once we stop and start like realizing that people have value like it out it it it, it, it yes attractivism may catch your attention at first but that doesn't matter in the long run like yeah you want to be with someone you're attracted to but at the end of the day like everything else and how you uplift people and how you feed into people matters as well so that's i wanted to say that uh last question though on that same poll of the, of those five thousand people 400 i mean four thousand two hundred of those responses listed strength as a quality sought after in a man what is a strong man and then we'll go home mm. how much time we got <laughs> a strong man <laughs> Any man that could put up with my shit is strong. I'm just being honest. <laughs> like, I'm being honest. Because, like, I got a slick-ass mouth. I have a... I, I don't have an attitude problem because, like, I don't feel like my attitude is a problem, but I, I can have an attitude. I can be very, like, shut off. So any man who has patience, like, I feel like a strong man is a patient man. A strong man is a willing man. A strong man is a compromising man, a strong man is a man who's actually strong, a strong man who takes care of himself physically, a strong man who understands when it's okay to admit that he's broken, mm. a strong man who's able to to pour into me, a strong man who's comfortable in his sexuality, a strong man who owns his shit, a strong man who takes care of his kids, a strong man who handles his finances, a strong man who can admit when he's wrong, all that is equivalent to a strong man. But can you be strong without having some of those? Oh, yeah, most okay. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. T? I mean, Christian named everything. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, B, Bonnie? Um, yeah, so there are two things that make a strong man for me. Um, for me is, one, his core. What makes him who he is? The way he deals with challenges in his life. The way he overcomes certain situations. You know, that's, and it doesn't matter what they're struggling with. I could care less what they're dealing with in their lives. It's how they face it. You know, when things get them down, are they just going to stay down? Or are they going to get right back up and keep working and keep striving and keep doing what, what they need to do for themselves, you know, empower themselves. To me, that's true strength. It's, it's how they rise above their circumstances or the cards they've been dealt and how they face it and how they overcome certain situations. That is, that is the epitome of true strength. Mm. And that's what I look for in a man. Yes. Oh, I do. And second, 
is um, how they treat others. Mm. The way, how do they love? How do they show respect? How do they show, I look at how they are with each, with others. Their treatment of others is, to me, that is something that's so undervalued and underappreciated, especially in society. And we forget to look for seeing a man that actually cares for his loved ones. That is true strength and beauty to me. All right. That's what's up. Yeah. Well. That's it for this episode. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you and all that good stuff. Wait, T, you said you had something, right? I had one. I was going to say a strong man is a man who is able to take on everything that everyone else calls him weak for. Mm, Okay. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Well, damn. All right. We just had some breakthroughs, people. This 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 has been great. Now, plug your social media because we, we need to get the hell up out of it. We, get, we gave too much game away for free. I feel like we could have charged for the uh, therapy session. Look, look, look. We could charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta get them to come back. This is just debating them in. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, who wants to go first? Huh? Can you I'm hear me? We can find them at. Like, we tell them, tell them where they can. T, buddy, tell them where they can find the people can follow you at. <laughs> So for me, you can find Naked on Amazon as paperback or Kindle under Naked. And my name is Tanisha Brianna on social media. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Queen underscore Poison. That is Q-U-E-E-N underscore P-Zero. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, P-Zero-I-I-S-Zero-N. Okay. Christian? Oh, uh, you can find me for your motivational minute every morning on Instagram at Dem Chakras, D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. I hope I spelled that right. Um, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S, which is Dem Chakras. The podcast is Dem Chakras. Um, and I'll be speaking at a entrepreneurial dinner in D.C. So if you guys are in the DMV, September 28th, tickets go on sale uh, August 22nd. All right. And Bonnie? Um, you can find me at um, my blog's addictedtoromance.org. And then on Twitter, it's uh, capital A, Addict of Romance. Instagram is Addicted to Romance. And then my podcast, Join Becoming, Join Becoming P1. And yeah. All right. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. We are out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>